0: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe.
1: Hey, Jonathan, how's it going?
0: Patrick Watts has cemented himself, Amy, as goodest friend of the pod. He,
1: He did serve us really well and serve other listeners in the coming weeks, right?
0: They have no idea, do they?
1: No, so why don't him? you tell? Yeah, why tell don't you him? tell what what Patrick has done?
0: Patrick found an open source code of Wordle and has created an SBC twenty two Wordle.
1: Yes, so coming soon, Monday. Coming soon, we're going to have our very own version of Wordle.
0: Yes, starting so, Monday. That's at, right. Uh, a, a link to be determined because <laughs> I've got to right. get that set up but watch social media and we'll talk about it on the pod next week but there is a SBC 22 Wordle and like as we count down to SBC 22 in Anaheim
1: That's right. It's going to be a lot of fun. And all these different variations on Wordle are are really enjoyable. There's a math one that I actually like and have been doing. There's a geography one. I like that one. I too. know you, I know you do the Taylor Swift. I do. One, we've got an SBC
0: one. Yes. So there are some Easter eggs in there, Amy, in that word list.
1: Yeah, I know. That are
0: gonna be fun. So all right, so here, here's the deal. Some of them are just your generic Baptisty words. Okay, folks. Just your your regular you'd be like, oh, okay, I mean, I'll get that. You know, uh I won't give away the word guesses, you know, the, the actual terms here. But just right. think they're just normal, run-of-the-mill church type words. Right. Some of them. Personalities of the SBC, shall we say? Some that of them have yes, that have entities names. of the SBC. Yeah. They gotta finish five letters, five, folks.
1: Five letters, that's right. So
0: there's gonna be some you're gonna be like, I can't believe they used that. And like, well, I mean, we just needed a five letter thing, all right? Gotta have five letters, so yeah. They all may or may not be actual words. Some of them may be acronyms, if you understand what I'm saying. But anyway, coming Monday, February twenty first, SBC twenty two wordle gonna be fun bestest friend of the pod goodest friend of the pod whatever you want to call him patrick watts for the win
1: there you go all
0: right amy all the upheaval and disruption of the last two years have left many asking what does ministry look like now the ministry now conference will answer this question on march 22nd to 24th experienced ministry leaders from across the nation will gather at southwestern seminary in fort worth texas to explore how god's churches can thrive in this ever-changing ministry context Founded on an unyielding commitment to biblical truth built by expert practitioners and designed to encourage and equip God's people in every area of ministry, this gathering will empower you to live your calling wherever you serve God. So join them in Fort Worth, Texas on March 22nd to 24th. Reserve your tickets now at swbts.edu slash ministrynow2022. That's swbts.edu slash ministrynow2022. I saw this week on the campus of Southwestern that they were hosting uh, some of our friends from the Pastors Conference, and uh, we got a little yeah. little bit of news coming about that later in the episode, as well as some major announcements from Southwestern.
1: Yeah, big stuff.
0: But we start with, uh, I guess, another Southwestern grad. It's it's Southwestern all the time here on SBC this week. This week, Bart Barber named the resolutions committee chairman.
1: Yes, big news, and I'm sure uh, for those who know, I am very excited for Bart to to get this great honor. I'm sure he will do a fantastic job with the first five resolutions <laughs> that they that they introduce on the stage. After that, we'll see. So
0: <laughs> anybody's guess. After That's that. right. All right. So if, if you don't know, Amy last year had to kind of correct Bart on the number of resolutions they were on. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he yeah.
1: got, he, he was supposed to introduce number six.
0: And he got up there for number was, five.
1: And he got up there at number five and it, he got up there and started. And somebody was standing behind him. I think it was Brooke was standing behind him and realized and he turned around. And I had kind of popped up and had my hands, you know, to say six. I had the, like the, you know, fingers up that counted six to let him know you're number six. And what I did not realize was that the live stream caught me doing that and uh it it became kind of a thing. And Matt Hensley. Yeah, Matt Hensley has made it a thing. And he, you know, dropped it into other uh pictures of Bart and and things. So it's a kind of a deal I did not intend, but pretty funny. So, uh, no, Bart did a great job last year on the resolutions committee and, uh, will do an incredible job, great, uh, leadership. And it's really, you know, the resolutions committee always by the, by our bylaws has to have at least two people who were on the year before this one actually has three, uh, but it, it has to have at least two people. And so a lot of times what you will see is that the chair will be one of those people, because this doesn't have to be that way but because it it allows somebody who knows the processes to be sort of the new group leader um so he will be the chair and then dana mccain who also served last year will be the vice chair so dana's awesome yeah so you want to tell us who else is on there
0: yeah it's it's like friend of the pod who's who amy on here i know right Uh, julio Ariola our friend uh, that used to work with us at the executive committee, who's now the director of the SBTC SIN Network over in Texas. Um, he's on there. JT English, many of you know, uh, leads a, a, quite a popular podcast with Jen Wilkin. And uh, JT is the lead pastor at Storyline Fellowship in Arvada, Colorado. Kristen Ferguson, who's at 11th Street Baptist Church in Upland, California. Donna Gaines, she is at Bellevue Baptist Church in Cordova, Tennessee, where her husband, Steve... Pastors at Bellevue there, former SBC president. Mike Keybone, a member of the executive committee. He's the senior pastor at First Baptist Church, Lawton, Oklahoma. John Nelson, lead pastor of Soma Community Church up in Jefferson City, Missouri. He's also the president of the Missouri Baptist Convention. David Sons, lead pastor over at Lake Murray Baptist Church in Lexington, South Carolina, not Kentucky. Uh, That's right. Uh, yeah, I, I, I get those mixed up. Uh, he is a member of the Executive Committee and also, uh, like I said, pastors over in South Carolina. And then Jared Wellman, pastor of Tate Springs Baptist Church in Arlington, Texas, also a member of the Executive Committee. I make those denotions, Amy, because you're required to have a few folks from the Executive Committee on that's right. the Resolutions Committee.
1: That's right. And we had a conversation with somebody this week um, about right. this. Why and so no many question. people from the
0: Executive Co- Well, because that's, right. that's what the bylaw requires.
1: That's what that's what the bylaw says. So that bylaw goes back to, I, I looked it up. Long time ago. It's around the 50s. And essentially, it was developed at a time when you didn't have what we have now. You know, you don't have social media and podcasts and, you know, Baptist press online that people are reading what's happening in Baptist life every day. You didn't have this sort of direct access. And so, I best I can tell from my research, it was at a time when they really wanted to make sure that there was at least, you know, about a third of that committee would be people who were engaged in Baptist life on a regular basis. So for example, if a resolution was submitted about a particular topic and those EC members we're aware, well, this is already going on or here's something that someone is doing about this, they could incorporate their knowledge yeah. into that. That's kind of the idea. And so it's been in the bylaw since then, that's always been part of it. Mm-hmm. So you get three executive committee members, At least two people that um, and and it can be more than three executive committee members, but it has to be at least three, at least two people that were on from last year. Um, Jared Wellman kind of hits both. Actually, he's an executive committee member and he was on last year. So uh, so it's a a good list, good, good group. One that um, a lot of these are names that we've talked about before. Kristen Ferguson is a professor at Gateway Seminary. She's an Ah, associate professor of educational leadership and their director of online education. So she'll be- I think she's the only one I've not met in person. Yeah, yeah, so.
0: And and I knew the name, but I didn't connect her with Gateway, but there you go. Right, right. Right. Excellent. All right, well, congratulations to them for being named to the resolutions committee and uh, be praying for them as they uh, prepare to serve Southern Baptist well this summer. Again, resolutions open. April 15th. All right, Amy, we have our first candidate announcement. Tell us who's running for first vice president.
1: Yeah, you're going to do that to me, aren't you?
0: Abso- every chance I get, I'm going to do this to you.
1: Well, congratulations to friend of the pod, Victor Chayasa Rizabon.
0: Yeah, you got it.
1: And I Look want everyone you. to know. Look at you. I'm so proud of you. There was no editing here. I got it right the first time. So, uh, but I'm a big fan of Victor. I got to meet him. Both of us get to meet him earlier this year at a a meeting and, uh, Keith and I got to have dinner with him. Just, just a really, really great, um, pastor and what a great fit. He's the, uh, he's the pastor of first Southern Baptist church in Anaheim. So, uh, great opportunity for him to be nominated and, uh, he will be nominated by Abel, Galvin, who is senior pastor of Faith Fellowship Church in La Palma. Also, uh, Victor is currently the president of the California Southern Baptist Convention. So uh, really, really great local leader, state leader, um, and very invested in uh, what's happening at the national level, too.
0: Yes. He's also the new AMS for Orange County. So where we're having the meeting this year, he took the space uh, vacated by Mike Proud when Mike went to be the Colorado State exec. So Victor is also not in addition to all those other things, Amy. He's also the local director of missions, AMS, you know, associational mission strategist there in Anaheim. So yesterday I was on a conference call with Victor and uh, got to be got, got to talking about him. And one of the guys said he had more titles than Mike Tyson, and That's, I got, uh, I got yeah. a kick out of that.
1: That's pretty funny.
0: I got a kick out of that. So, uh, he has three doctorates and five master's degrees, and he will be finishing up, I think, two more master's degrees in the coming months. So, all right, what have you done with your life, Amy?
1: I mean, not as much as Victor has. So. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, congrats to Victor, and uh, we look forward to seeing him out in California in just a few weeks when I'm out there. So, I'll uh, be seeing him at the local arrangements committee meeting out there, and and Amy, I expect we'll be getting more announcements for candidates in the coming weeks as we get closer to anaheim Uh, we're just under 120 days from the annual meeting amy so excited about that all right we have some news from the pastor's conference we have a theme for the pastor's conference this year
1: yes we do all right our theme is we proclaim him that is what the theme of the pastor's conference will be matt hensley announced that this week said that he really wanted to to have something that showed growing diversity, but also the single focus on sharing the Gospels. So we, I guess, is kind of the thinking through multiple people, the diversity, we proclaim him. Um, he said that that as they were considering all the different preachers and multiple ministry settings, things like that, that there were so many differences But they all had one thing in common, and it was to uh, proclaim Christ. And the differences, you know, being maybe how big their churches were, the, you know, big pulpits, tables, you know, just lots of things. But they were all preaching the same thing. So this year, again, it's going to be a verse by verse journey through Colossians, and uh, they're going to do it behind the Bellevue pulpit as we've talked about on here, but really, really exciting and fun. I'm sure we're going to have continue to get some announcements trickling out from them. Uh,
0: it's sure to be an inspiring time of worship and preaching at the Pastors Conference this year in Anaheim. Amy, I was in Arizona earlier this week for the NAM trustee meeting, and I got to see a lot of the work going on in Phoenix at the Sin City over in Phoenix. The big announcement, Hans Dilbeck was on site to... Explain and announce that for the first time, NAM and Guidestone are partnering together for all church planners who are assessed and endorsed by the SIN Network. They're going to have the opportunity to enroll themselves and their families in the Guidestone Value Health 5000 plan, in which SIN Network will cover 100% of the premium for the entire family for 12 months, after which the church plan takes over. The responsibility for the premium. So they're basically saying, Nam, saying, lay look, if you're assessed and you're sent through us and endorsed through us into church planning in the U.S., we're working with you to give you the option to be able to go into a GuideStone Health plan that we're going to pay the cost of for the first year, we cover the entire premium.
1: That's so great, especially Take that, with that
0: weight off the pastor, off right. the family.
1: That's right. That's fantastic, especially it, as as difficult as medical costs and health insurance can be. Um, what a wonderful deal and a, a, a really neat partnership between Guidestone and Nam. I love it. Yep,
0: absolutely. All right. So here's another thing. Here's another thing. They're also going to provide a one-time $1,000 contribution to a retirement plan for every church planner who's eligible on their launch date.
1: That's fantastic. And not only is that a great gift just monetarily, but it's also a great launching pad for people to start thinking about retirement. Mm -hmm. I think we've talked about this before. Obviously we see the needs that come uh, for those that mission dignity helps. Um, I had a, a, I had grandparents who were in the ministry, not Southern Baptist, but in their retirement years, some of the needs to have started sooner really showed up. And uh, we, as a family, you know, really processed that making sure that they were taken care of. And it's great to see that this is being, talked about early and mm-hmm. started Absolutely. Know, for, for them. So what a great, what a great deal.
0: All right. Other notes from the trustee meeting, they voted to receive their audit, uh, which would be presented to the executive committee last year, received a clean, unqualified opinion. Also transferred $15 million from their investment assets to send relief for the, uh, basically to purchase equipment and further develop the sin relief ministry centers. Also approved responses to several motions. Those will be in the book of reports given out at the 2022 annual meeting. And Tanya York also uh, reported that they have signed a working agreement with SBDR. Uh, that's a new working agreement that they have from Sin Relief and the Southern Baptist Disaster Relief Organizations. So uh, that is new. And in her report, Amy, Tanya York. Yeah, we
1: got a mention. Friend
0: of the pod dropped a mention of your most fascinating southern baptists of the year
1: i saw in her this. trustee report i saw this you posted this on twitter and i, I about came out excited. of my chair
0: cheering in the back it was pretty funny it was a good thing i was uh, sitting in the back
1: i was very excited you know i'm a big tanya york fan and she's been on the pod before and so to know that she listened and uh brought that up that was pretty cool
0: yeah it was pretty awesome so she she's also one of our most fascinating southern Baptists every year even if she doesn't make the list right
1: Right. She's like a perpetual, fascinating Southern Baptist.
0: Exactly. All right. So uh, one other thing, and we have a separate story on this. NAM also approved the ministry assignment change that they will propose to the SBC executive committee to be voted on next week and brought to Messengers in Anaheim, uh, where they will take college ministry and uh, add it to their portfolio of ministry assignments. The the proposed amendment would read that they assist churches in reaching and mobilizing college and university students in the United States and Canada, and they would promote the advancement of college and university ministry efforts in evangelism, discipleship, churchmanship, leadership development, and missions mobilization through collaborative partnerships. Uh, basically, it just kind of outlines what they're really already doing with Paul Worcester, who's come on as the uh, collegiate evangelism director for NAM and everything they're doing to mobilize and equip and evangelize college students across America. So more information on that in a specific story, as well as the Guidestone announcement. So big things from NAMS trustee meeting. Also meeting this week, the ERLC trustees where they selected guideposts for the SBC sexual abuse assessment that was referred to them last year from the SBC annual meeting.
1: That's right. So that just happened. We're recording on on Friday. It just happened yesterday. So it was an online meeting, and uh, they selected guideposts. So this was the motion that had come from Todd Bankert, and it was uh, it was asking for an assessment of reports of sexual abuse and allegations of mishandling abuse from voluntarily participating churches, victims, and witnesses, and then asking for a report in 2022 and 2023 with just preliminary findings, and then a final report in 2024 with recommendations. So let's be clear about what this is and what it is not. This is not an investigation. It is an assessment. And what what it's supposed to offer is an opportunity for us as an entire uh, body of churches and entities and autonomous bodies to get a sense of what we are dealing with in, in this issue. And so it is dependent on churches that voluntarily participate, tell their stories on witnesses, on victims, survivors, you know, that participate in it and uh, really in a sense to just get a broad picture of the issue of abuse in the Southern Baptist convention, because we are not a top-down hierarchical system, we're all kind of coming to the table as autonomous bodies, then everybody has to participate in something like this um, if we want to look at the whole system. So uh, the, the investigation at the executive committee level is specifically about the executive committee. So it's specifically about one entity. If you want to study the whole system, you're going to have to get everybody to agree to participate. Guidepost was selected for that and this is going to be a big, big study that will we'll start. So in 2022, maybe we'll hear, I would imagine, because it's taken a little bit just to even get to the beginning stages, we'll probably just hear about what the assessment is going to look like. And then in 2023, I would assume we'll, we'll hear more yeah. in terms of data.
0: Yeah. So, so it's going to, it's going to take a while. Uh, you know, this is a three year process. It's going to take a while for us to, to kind of get things set up and going and then, you know, find out. So it, it will be a, a process, like you said. Thank the ERLC for doing what the messengers had requested back in June and that was referred to them. So All right. we'll keep an eye on that. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's going to be a little while before we get some results from that, but uh, it will be in process thanks to our leadership over at the ERLC. Amy, a couple of notes from a couple of states. Mississippi Baptists have given more than $800,000 beyond their budget to support North American missions. Uh, they announced this past week they'd be sending more than $800,000, to around $813,000, to the North American Mission Board uh, out of budget overages. So they had budget overages, so their first thought was Annie Armstrong Easter offering. So an $800,000 bump to that. And then over in your state, North Carolina, they surpassed the CP budget in 2021. By more than 1.5 million dollars and they're yeah. sending a bunch of that on to the cooperative program. so we, we got a couple of states showing how much Southern Baptists are giving in their states and how generous and and committed to generosity and faithful stewardship they are And uh, you know we, we hear from time to time about other states that may be struggling cpys well, that's not the case in Mississippi and North Carolina.
1: That's right, really exciting news and uh, as a North Carolina Baptist, I'm excited to hear that.
0: Yeah, keep those ties going, Amy, just you know, you all, go. that, all that money that you're making off the podcast. Just, uh, you keep tithing off of that. All right. What, Be sure to wait, do that.
1: where I'm sorry. That got, uh, did I'm, that get I'm lost that, in the mail?
0: I'm sure it's in the mail. I, I think oh, it's, I okay. must've had the wrong Venmo. I'm sorry. Apparently. Um, yeah, apparently. All right. Um, uh, moving on uh, to Southwestern. we mentioned it earlier, some friends of the pod, Ben Scog, Colby Adams, Micah Carter, and Todd Bates. They've got some new roles over at the dome.
1: Lots going on. All right. So, Ben Skog, who was the Dean of Texas Baptist College, has now been named the Provost and Vice President for Academic Administration. So, he is stepping in. Remember, David Dockery has been sort of the interim provost. And so now Ben Skog moves into that provost role, which then opened up the Dean spot at Texas Baptist College. And Todd Bates is moving into that role with Micah Carter coming alongside as Associate Dean. And so uh, that that kind of helps bring leadership to Texas Baptist College. And then Colby Adams, uh, who is good friend of the pod, has been vice president for strategic initiatives and chief of staff. He will be vice president for institutional administration. So um, lots of musical chairs yeah. over there.
0: They're going, they're going to need new table tents at the next cabinet meeting, Amy.
1: There's yeah, I guess so. nowhere to sit, you know.
0: That's then right. you don't that's sit right. there anymore. Ti- you sit over there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. With different titles and, yeah. and everything. So
0: yep. So that's all those business cards, just you know, not not worth anything anymore. Yeah. And all also just uh, as
1: as you're obviously uh, hearing, I guess, uh Coco congratulates yes. all these folks from South Congratulations from
0: Coco as well. All right, some news from the island of Puerto Rico. NAM church planner Luis Soto has been named the new Puerto Rico executive director. Soto is the pastor of Iglesia Bautista San Paredes in Guayama, Puerto Rico. He's the new director of the Convention of Southern Baptist Churches of Puerto Rico. And you may be thinking, Jonathan, I didn't know they had an executive directorship open because I thought that Felix Cabrera was serving in that role. And you'd be correct. Because Felix Cabrera, he has a new role. It's it's like musical chairs all over the SBC this week, Amy.
1: Everybody is moving around, yes. So Felix Cabrera is now the senior director of Send Network Español.
0: So Felix, uh, as many of you know, served as second vice president in 2018 and 19 uh, when J.D. Greer was first elected over in Dallas. Uh, Cabrera was elected as second vice president that year. And then also... Uh, He has been serving, like we said, as the executive director of the Puerto Rico Baptist Convention, basically, down there in Puerto Rico. And now, you know, he's moving to that and will lead the Sin Network Español, which uh, has established relationships with churches in six regions. Those regions are Oklahoma, Utah, Houston, Washington, D.C., Miami, and Puerto Rico. So uh, what he will be doing is identifying candidates for residency programs and recruiting churches To start residencies through Send Network Espanol, and also help plant churches across North America in Spanish, Uh, working closely with those in those areas identified earlier, as well as up in Texas, where uh, you know our friend Julio Aliola that we mentioned earlier uh, runs the Send Network for the SBTC. So, uh, some great news in our Espanol efforts from North American Mission Board, and uh, congratulations to both Felix and to. Luis Soto on their new roles. All right, finally, Amy, we've got one last uh, little bit of news and notes here. The 2022 SBC Entity Ministry Reports are now available online. Those include ATS reports, the enrollment reports from seminaries, financial reports, all kind of stuff, and uh, some questions on how the entities are dealing with uh, diversity as well as their response to sexual abuse. So you can check those out over at the SBC website. We'll put a link in the show notes for those. Amy, that's going to do it for our news this week and bring me to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds.
1: All right, we're going to go back to 1992. This is one of those weeks where sometimes I have, you know, long stories and sometimes it's just a monumental moment so it's around time for the ec meeting we're having uh that next week or you're having that next week i'll be here in north carolina but they had the ec meeting around this time in 92 as well 30 years ago and they announced that morris chapman had been elected as the president
0: yes you know what's unique about this announcement amy what the headline?
1: The headline, yes. Morris Chapman elected salary set at $120,000.
0: So, Not in the story. They listed the salary in the headline.
1: Yeah, it was in the headline. That caught my attention as well. So there it was. He was the fifth, elected the fifth president and treasurer of the SBC executive committee. This is while he was still SBC president. He was getting set to finish his second one-year term uh, as president of the SBC, that was coming up at the uh, in the annual meeting, and then four days later, so annual meeting was going to be in Indianapolis on June 11th, uh, or the you know the last day, and then he was going to start at the EC on June 15th. So basically, four days, you know, busy couple of years as president, he was going to get he he got four days of a break. Wonder if he went to the beach or something. I doubt it. I don't know. I guess probably went home and packed his boxes to get ready but uh but yeah so there was a a good good little story there and all about him and then moved into another story by art tolston good friend of the pod Uh, morris chapman regarded as man of vision compassion so it's a, a a lot of um a lot of stuff just from friends and people who knew the chapman's that were reflecting on him so that's kind of a neat little tribute but very interesting, said he pledged his very best and saw himself as a servant for Southern Baptists. So a uh, big AC meeting coming up next week, but there was a big one 30 years ago, and a new president was announced this week in SBC history.
0: And this week we'll be announcing a presidential search team. That's right.
1: Yeah. that's right. Yeah. So, So Julian Motley was the search committee chairman of that one. He actually is from Wake Forest. And I see Julian Motley every now and then. I see him around campus at, at Southeastern. He was here for a number of years, but then is retired and, and lives not far from here. So maybe, maybe next time I see him, I should go up and say, all right, tell me some about that whole experience. But it looks like it took eight months.
0: Yes, eight months, $25,000, 11 candidates and three interviews. There you go. Per the last last line in the story there. So
1: yeah, a lot of stuff.
0: All right. That's gonna bring us to our resources of the week. My resource of the week is a webinar next week from the ERLC. On Wednesday, February twenty third. They're hosting Pursuing Unity, a discussion of racial reconciliation efforts and the SBC.
1: Yeah, I'm signed up for that.
0: Same. So here. I am too.
1: Yep. I am so, I'm really looking forward to it.
0: On the webinar will be Ed Litton, the Southern Baptist Convention president. Fred Luter, a former Southern Baptist Convention president, no stranger to those of you on the pod here, I'm sure. Uh, That's the uh, Franklin Avenue Baptist Church in New Orleans, Fred Pastors. And then Missy Branch, I know a good friend of yours and a Lifeway, is it vice chair right now of the board at Lifeway? So Missy serves at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary as the assistant dean for women and the assistant dean of students, right, for women? That's right. Yeah, and and Director of Graduate Life. I think that's what it is. And then John Kelly, who's the pastor at Chicago West Bible Church. So the four of them will be joined by Brent Leatherwood, who is the acting president of the ERLC. We mentioned Brent earlier today in the show, and he will moderate the discussion. So you can check out the information on that. That is on Wednesday, February 23rd at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain Time, and 8 a.m. Pacific.
1: There you go. Thanks for calculating that. Yes. All right. So yeah. my resource of the week, since we're on that topic, is a new book by Tony Evans that I just got uh, a copy of. It's called Kingdom Race Theology. This was a uh, yeah. came really came out of a talk that he did at the sin um, Oak Cliff. There, yeah. Well, oh, yes, no, he did, no. but he had done it at his church too, right?
0: Yeah, I think he came I out, listened like, to it at his the same church. Time. Yeah, like right before the church thing. Yeah, and he talked about it at the sin conference.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so kingdom race theology, God's answer to our racial crisis, and I'm pretty excited because I've listened to the the talk on this, but I'm also uh, I, I want to sit down and really read it. So it's it's not a it's not a huge book or anything, so it'd be very easy to to get it and and go through it. And I highly recommend it.
0: All right, sounds good. So. Uh, I have a copy of that as well. I think I got this yeah. copy at the same time you got yours. So, um, yeah, and then I got another out. copy. I've got, oh, I've got, got, yeah. Amy's got a, a free copy share with a to give away. Share, <laughs> share with a friend. All right, uh, Drew's got a copy now. How about that? Uh, yes, yeah, yes. good for him. So, okay, all right. Well, that's going to do it for our show this week. Again, EC meeting next week. Going to be a big pivotal week in the SBC. You can watch it online. Uh, just follow the EC for the details on that. I'll probably be tweeting it out as well. Uh, So it'll be streamed online for you to be able to watch that. We got that set up again. So uh, got a lot going on. We'll have the full recap here on the podcast next week. Amy, I'll see you next week.
1: See you next week.